Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuck. Boy, that's B-O-I, of course. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Nada but the Nyla from Arthur. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, first time guest. I'm a fan of her comedy and I'm also a fan of her causes, which I'm learning about rapidly. Put your hands together for JC Kakoli. What's up, everybody? Make me pose, let's meet. I am honored to be here. You are a dashing person in person, but now being able to see your home slash studio, I know so much more about you now. Oh, yeah. This is sort of a friend of mine had his kid over here the other day and he goes to his son. It's kind of weird being in a room where you see like a guy's clothes and stuff, right? Because I just remembered to close this. I'm not as proper, but like with female guests, I'm always like, keep it a little cleaner. Sure. Females, but more people who I've never really hung out with outside of comedy. Yeah, don't worry about females. Just like more people that like we've known each other, but we've never been like in each other's houses before, which should happen more often, but let it be organic. Well, that's another thing. Uh, Going from New York to LA, when I came to LA and I was coaching improv, People had rehearsals in their houses. That didn't happen in New York. No. So, but then you got to see the inside of people's houses, yeah, which is like, so I exciting. Know shit about now you people now. are like, I hope you don't mind me do my podcast in my living room. I'm like, I can't fucking wait to see how you live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know every fucking thing about I you. See how, like, I love the juxtaposition of people coming over here, knowing what I look and act like and seeing my house are like, holy shit. I'm yeah. like, I am a gr- an adult man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we do, we do look like we're a pile of chaos, but then every now and then you're going to find extra towels yes, because yeah. we've planned accordingly. I'm not going to be tweeting about how I have uh, bed sheets, a- a extra bed sheets for when guests come to stay on my convertible couch. That t- but wow. I will, yeah, you're sitting on it currently. This is Anthropo? 
This is Joybird. Joybird. Oh yeah, heard many things. <laughs> By the way, one of my favorite colors is this. Uh, it matches even my tat. Oh yeah. This would you say it is a seafoam turquoise? Yeah, I say it's like in the turquoise teal family for sure. Turquoise teal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and the turquoise like the southwestern turquoise. Oh fantastic. yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to head to New Mexico or yeah. what? <laughs> Let's do it. That was like uh, I remember growing up in like the late eighties, early nineties. Whoa. My parents wanting I was like 10 or whatever. You're so New York. My parents I can't my, even do it. My parents wanted yeah. to get like new furniture for the house and they yeah. were like everything had to be coral and seafoam green and it was like it was like when the southwestern style was like uh kind of ubiquitous. I can smell the tanning lotion they would put on. <laughs> yeah. My parents who don't even have like interior design taste yeah, were yeah. like it's got to be seafoam green and coral. Yeah, I would. Uh, I because I went to college at a uh, Ivy League school in Florida. Which one is down there again? Uh, no, there. Uh, no need to name it. But <laughs> my professors were alligators, so I I went down there in every palette, like from Fort Lauderdale to Miami to Boca Raton, like was <laughs> the, the exact colors of the microphones with just like. <laughs> Vibrant colors. On I the love inside. that. Sort of like the uh, LA, ba LA bathroom colors. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky and you have that 70s bathroom with like pink or mint tile, that's the fucking Don't dream. even talk to me. I could go into, I've lived here for so many years that I am obsessed now with the apartments that are like are coming, that are new, that are old. I look at people's tiles. I'm like, I want to talk about this floor. It's real wood. No, I don't no, think it's it is. Not. No, it's not. It's not. But I like I just knowing what, what's around me because I'm like, how's my city growing? Like, what are you doing to these people? I, I never had seen apartment buildings like the one I'm currently in before in my life. Because no way. just New York apartments aren't like. Uh, Don't get me started. <laughs> I think I lived inside of a mailbox. Yeah. And New, yeah. It's weird because here they have like these motel style apartments that are like circle around a pool like. Uh, What's the famous Melrose Place? Like sort of like a Melrose Place. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, that's not that's from Mario. That Brothers. was Super Mario Brothers <laughs> level two. <laughs> the underground level. That's, but like coming here and you're seeing these cool, and that's why I liked LA. At least has like a, a lot of difference in architecture than New mm. York. So it was exciting for me to be like, oh, you live in this kind of unit. Oh, there's like these weird like Tudor style palaces that are. Uh, like 21 bedroom apartments. It's so confusing. Yeah, and you know, you can kind of see how the the West was won a bit. Like the way that settling in the United States happened through building structure. So going right. up to places like Pennsylvania versus the houses that are in California, it's really interesting to see the difference in the way they navigated it for the city. Right, there's not so many early, like 19th century apartments or uh, early, like early Fuck 1900s. no, this was desert, gold rush, nothing was here, right. wasn't laid down for a roadway system, but like as the United States was settled, the motor car began. So then as you move on through the United States of settlement, you'll see that the streets were lined up for more automobiles versus where in like New York city style. Right. Yeah. They exactly. were the motor car. <laughs> Wait, is that the right thing? No, the drain car. I feel like I say this way too much on this podcast, but I, there's like a legendary story, a parable about 
New York was overrun with horse manure to the point of like toxic poisoning. Uh, I, the island of Manhattan was just filled with horse shit. They had no idea what to do with it. They built Queens. <laughs> yeah, they, built Queen. they all moved to Queens. They all moved to Jag. I'm gonna. I can't even say a specific neighborhood without accidentally being making it being labeled racist. Yep. So, so just don't. <laughs> Since every neighborhood in Manhattan is and New York City is blocked out by uh, ethnicities. Yep. Let, let me just yep. back off and say Queens. Bodega Queens. <laughs> Bodega Queens, stay safe. <laughs> um, they got all the best scientists in the world together to try to figure out what to do about the horse manure problem. And then like a year and a half later, the automobile was invented and horse manure wasn't an issue anymore. Because it's just something like the, not even knowing that that's on the horizon. And that I'm going to use to dovetail into our current topic. I'm praying that like Moore's law, like our computers get so strong or technology and environmental science gets so advanced that we can undo the path we're going, or at least nip it off in the bud that there is a automobile answer to the dog, the horseshit problems yeah, in the, climate. The navigation of uh, how to, what they were trying to do was reduce toxins in the air. And that's the same thing we're doing now. Right. We're trying to actually reduce the horse shit in its own way. Yeah, yeah. If you want to expand horse shit to include plastic, garbage, oil, all that shit. All of that. And yeah. the, and the more, you know, the more we are, you heading out? He, he'll, he'll, he'll come you back and out? forth. He should bring you about 20 toys over the course oh, of this production. Oh, yes. <laughs> you like the climate. So I, uh, you know, and I, I laughed because I had said it to you before, but that's all I ever want to talk about is the earth. Uh, all right. I ever want to talk about is the earth and the way we're navigating around it because it's a wild thing. It's kind of not, it's not just for hippies anymore. It's, it, no, it's for all the inhabitants and it's for, you know, it's, it's time that we, we have to change stuff, which we didn't think we didn't, we grew up knowing something was wrong for so many years, but like not until they put it into terms where we're like, Oh yeah, we can feel it now. It's getting so hot. Oh, that's right. I'm coughing so much. All my friends have asthma. Oh, this is like, this traffic really sucks. My life is being sucked out. You're starting to see the turtles, the whale that gets like uh, sent to shore with like pounds plastic of in plastic his stomach, in yeah. his tummy. And you're like garbage island, all that shit. And you're starting to see it all pile up. And then you're looking at who's trying to shush you about it. And you're like, oh, that guy does. Okay. So that you're the bad guy. Yeah. It also, it the bad guys, even before you realize that they're benefiting from the uh, destruction, you notice that. They are the least affected by it. Always the people Always. who are like, it's not an issue. Yep. Racism is not an issue often comes from white people. <laughs> Always. Literally always. They're like, I don't know what you're that's you know, like I don't know what you're talking about. When like a skinny buff person is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Stairs aren't that hard. You're like, well, fuck you, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the, you're obviously you're the oppressor. <laughs> yeah. And now too, I, I being involved with more climate people who who, you know, it takes you your whole life to figure out what career we're still going to do this always we're always shifting like right in our career and in our work what down the line will fascinate me enough that i will keep going down this steady path and i'm like well earth people that work for earth people that enjoy earth they smoke mad cannabis line me up <laughs> is that what they say i, I think that's what they say with cocaine yeah. but <laughs> line we me just up. did the cocaine so now it's time <laughs> oh my god 2014 i did it for a full year never in my life in the 2014 i went 
crazy. That's not like long enough ago to be like your high school years or it something. Was, like, yeah. You were like an adult who made the decision to get into oh, Coke yeah. for a year. Oh yeah. For I made the decision or did the decision make me? That's true. Because and it do came you find, in hot. Do you find yourself better off now having done cocaine for one year? Um, well, I <laughs> How'd you feel at the end of that year? Well, I have psoriasis. So <laughs> oh, somehow Jesus. something happened in between that year of cocaine. I was chain smoking cigarettes and doing cocaine. Yeah. Talking about the environment. What the fuck was I doing? <laughs> I, I was trying to get through something and I was also like trying to find a way to navigate late nights at the comedy club. Right. Like right. I apparently like fucking Richard Pryor or something. Yeah. There is like an element to the business of that where you're like, I'm like, fine, yeah. I got this. And then I started doing it on like Saturdays while I was like baking. Right. That That's when you start. I mean, I'm at that issue with pot too, where I was like, well, I'm good with weed. It's replaced alcohol for me. So I, I I'm, it's healthier. And the next thing you know, it's 11 a.m. and I'm smoking a joint and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know. This is, this still doesn't seem correct. And I'm finding myself hiding the 11 a.m. joint, which, and then I'm like, what am I doing? But then I have, if you're the, like, I don't want my neighbors to see me. Then you're like, wait, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. At all. And now as we pass a vape, which is going to get us lit. It. Arthur, get ready. He's Arthur, very get used ready. Pretend like you're in Denver, Arthur, and mushrooms are illegal. Uh, wait, no, I was going to say because. <laughs> As we get further along, we get. It tastes yummy, right? Is this blueberry? It's got like a weird blueberry flavor to it. Oh, yeah. this is going to be dangerous. What do I have to do? Okay, not get arrested. <laughs> So uh, you were saying as we get further into the career, we start to realize kind of the stuff that inspires us. That'll keep us going. And comedy has shifted in so many cool different ways. The temperature of things is you don't have to, I, I don't have to be bubbly MTV pop culture person if I don't want to be anymore. Right, right. In the beginning, that's kind of what you're taught. Yeah, you're like just powering through hopefully to get a sitcom or whatever. Yeah, right? and like, then and as you become more adult and dress your house and get married and live a life and you're like, oh, I'm... I'm not invincible and I have to, I have to plan for the future, get a 401k and a Roth IRA and right. all these things that I would hope one of us have. And I don't think there's like a better uh, version of planning for the future than trying to save the environment, <laughs> like more so than a 401k or like Chills. life insurance. Like the best thing you could do to plan for the future is ensure that everyone has a future. And yeah. when you look at it from that point of view and the, and the tone of the way things are going and how, you know, I, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which was known for the industrial revolution kicked like steel and coal into real gear to, to modernize the world. The history is so rich. Believe me, I know way more than most people do because that city throws it at you. Right. We had Mr. Rogers there. It was Heinz Ketchup was there. Steel City, Pittsburgh, football. To some people, it's like doesn't mean anything. That's fine. Yeah. Like, but it is sort of like an older America. Like it's like all the stuff that America was sort of built on or at least uh, in a previous generation we were talking, you know, like factory, blue collar, football, sandwiches. Meat. Yeah, exactly. Women in the women in the kitchen when they come home, we're yeah. shoveling snow. We have hard attacks while we shovel snow, but that's fine. We still show up to work and you're like, okay, yeah. this doesn't seem right. And my first real like notice of a nature shift came early because we had blizzards. You remember in your New York, yeah. we had blizzards and they would say like, you get to stay home. Those were exciting days for kids. But I remember going, well, 
what is a blizzard? What causes that? And why does that happen? Just because as a kid, I was excited to know how do we yeah, keep like, these things. Is there things- a chance I could have this every day and yeah. never go to school? Yeah. How do I like press the button and keep it coming? <laughs> and then uh, and Tell me what I got to do. I'll go, I'll spray hairspray into the fuck, directly into the troposphere if it gets me in one day off you're school. You're hilarious for knowing that I'm so happy. Talking to you about this is, <laughs> feels like this is the most organic it's ever been. Uh, and, and that was another thing was noticing the way that aerosol cans, my fascination with objects and things and um, air quality and things just became, as an early age, I was curious about it. I never had had asthma, but I had witnessed somebody not feel the breath of air before, and I was fascinated by that. I was like, what the fuck? What is that like? Yeah. What is that like? And, and you know, we see people with asthma, but we don't experience it on a day-to-day basis. But then we learn about air and the way that air works and what air does to people and what good water versus bad water does to people. And you're like, oh, we're all... So you're just trying to keep everybody alive, huh? So that abortion thing's about keeping everybody alive. Copy. Right. Can you focus on this then? Because this climate thing feels real heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's not, uh, they're not as pro-life as the title of that position makes you sound. And so yeah. that becomes, you, if you can't be pro-war and pro-life. It's impossible. I mean, I can understand being anti-abortion. Fine. That's your belief system. Fine. But you cannot call yourself pro-life and then be a warmonger. Because, yeah, yeah because then you People want. People die in wars traditionally. Tr- that is, <laughs> unless it's battleship and it's all numbers. Yeah. It's, that is traditionally. You sunk my cruiser. <laughs> I live in the marina, by the way, so I oh. can talk both all day long if you want. I, I, there's a part of me that really wants to live on the My West. My life has changed. But what do you do when you have like two- Nah, you don't do anything. You just, you hang tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's my question. You're, you you live in the marina. You have a 2 p.m. meeting somewhere in Hollywood or a podcast. I would and then do you no have a show, such thing. You have a show at 9 p.m. How, Copy. Do, you, how do you do that? Uh, so uh, it's it's great. These This is a perfect segue into the way the Los Angeles system works versus the way the New York system works and how to navigate your day as a human being, right? So I don't have a car. I stopped using a car in 2013. I am by myself way I travel, what I do is very uniformed. So I have times where I have to rent a vehicle for a week or two. If I have a lot of stuff going on on this side of the city, mm-hmm. my biggest want and desire is to have two places, a West side and an East side. Oh shit. Because I've thought about this on a grander scale. You like know, you need like a place where you could just like shit shower and keep some clothes. Nah. And stuff. So yeah. what I have found, what works for me is if I have a big, a longer day, the Korean spa, Right. So, yes, of course, I have friends everywhere. Please use my apartment to do this app. Fine. But the Korean spa is fucking epic. I go and have an amazing meal, hot tub, cold tub, sauna, steam room, jade rocks. I can nap there, cappuccino, all the products, get a massage, facial, spend as much time as I need for my 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at the store. Like, I stay. That's that's so smart. I really like that plan. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and I try and do it like Fridays, Saturdays, because those are the days where I'm like, all right, I'm 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 up until three in the morning and like I'm an right. adult. So I'm like the first two shows are like fresh pressed juice. Right. And then I do a little bit of a joint <laughs> and I have a sippy sippy of somebody's beer. Then one year of cocaine. <laughs> and then I'm ready. <laughs> and a lifetime. I'm stronger than ever. <laughs> a lifetime of psoriasis meds. Now, did you do you not have a car because of environmental reasons? Well, it started as that. Yes. And it started as can I navigate this city and release a stress that I knew was debilitating me on its own? Because the city of Los Angeles, one of the highly populated cities of the United States, carries an archaic system to the way they get their people to travel for various laws and policy reasons. The city is not designed for transportation to be easily done. It's, it's 
designed for cars to work. Right. And as our carbon footprint and our population increases and the pollution increases, we're starting to see electric vehicles on the streets in LA and Pittsburgh more than ever. So we watch that. I watch it from a point of view of seeing how the industry shifts and how it was only Tesla for a while. And now Chevy's on board and Tesla's, I mean, Audi's on board and Mercedes on board. So now everybody's shifting because you get a rebate. And so all comes economically. Once this planet economically learns how to make money and profit off of renewable energy, everyone will be in. So that needs to be the first step. Right. I know there's like this... And it maybe it's it maybe it's smaller than it really is, but it's just a vocal minority of people who are like, we have to save coal. But did like when we switched from like burning wood to coal, we were we saying we gotta we save. save lumberjacks? Yeah. And like when we go from coal to oil, we weren't saying like we gotta save coal. And now we're saying we gotta save oil. It's like I say like why can't the people who do coal do solar so and then them or wind or whatever and then when we find out that those aren't the best ways people we'll keep switching times have to keep changing yeah. and and that's the thing it's like that road trip that i did where and i talk about this series a lot uh it, purpose campaign at amazon gave me a cool opportunity to drive in an electric car across the united states like road trip in my 30s i'll do it you know what I mean? Time Bye. alone. <laughs> Time alone with a, a crew of 50. And you know, across San Francisco to New York and to talk to, like every two hours we stopped, we filmed. Every two hours we stopped, we filmed. We climbed wind turbines. We got to see a solar farm. We got to meet the first Indian American who shifted his land of property into a renewable energy farm. So these cool people doing cool things through the middle of the United States. The middle is inherently known as not being on board, but then you meet the people that are, that are in the middle and you're like, Oh, we'll just expand out. Then we'll work from here and let it trickle right. because the, the oil come, we're not going to change their mind. The only thing that really will work to lower this temperature of the planet, 1.5 degrees Celsius. I have a joke where I'm like, but the more pressing issue is that we don't know what Celsius is. Right. <laughs> and we need to figure that out first, and then the rest of us can find out what to do. I don't do. know if that's 40 degrees or 12 degrees. I have no idea. I, all I know is I'm hot, and I want it to cool down. So Yeah, like when you're on, like, you're in... Uh, uh, you're in like Europe and they're like, Oh, it's 27 out. And they're like, it's, I'm like hot, cold. I need you to tell me in the next word. I still don't know. Somebody said like, it's 17 out. And I was like, we've got to go. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, no, that's beautiful. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, okay. Forgive me. <laughs> I should have assumed. And I have a lot of Canadian friends and they have, Patience <laughs> for a lady from Pittsburgh. Uh, so what, what do we need to do for that 1.5 degrees? So you imagine the idea of your house is hot. It's the middle of October, September, as we've been seeing our heat waves have now shifted to like fucking December. But it's also weirdly shifted. I feel like here, June anecdotally, gloom. we have like our summer is pushed back oh, in a way. Our summer starts July 10th. Yeah. And goes till October, yeah. till Halloween. Yeah. goes till Halloween. <laughs> we go 4th of July to Halloween yeah. here. And I had to <laughs> mentally agree with like, do that shift for myself because I was mentally still on an East coast time. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be going to the beach in March and April. Yeah. No. And you can't, it's like windy, rainy, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is great. We've, we've, I've not seen a rain season the way this last year has been, which was like, Oh, this is awesome. I've only been living here for seven years. And that's the most amount of rain I've ever seen. Ever. Moved here. Yeah. And when you begin and like people laugh, it's like, 
Well, we're talking weather and it's like weather girls have had the coolest jobs forever. We've just put them on the, <laughs> the back burner, but like they have the best, they, they are the ones we should be like talking to more often. They're the ones that can see the patterns and give you the solutions. You know how like in, uh, in any Bruce Willis movie, he's like a driller or something. And yeah. they're like, you have to drill. I think you're specifically talking about Armageddon <laughs> yeah, currently, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. there's a, he's a driller in several movies. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Die hard Armageddon. You get it. Metaphorical. He, metaphorically, he's drilling. They go and they find a coal miner. They did the same thing in Chernobyl too. Right, I don't right. know if you've seen it, but they got coal mine uh, people in the coal mine to, to navigate because they understand the earth in ways that we don't understand the earth. Right. And the earth has resources in ways that we don't even monopolize on because we're just kind of like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just live my life every day. But like there are things that are in the ground that should stay in the ground. Right. That should probably not be altering like our very, very sensitive tectonic plates. <laughs> so we're talking vaguely like for buzzwords that I understand, like fracking. Yeah, right. fracking. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I have a joke that I'm, tr I'm playing around with now, of like how, you know, we're, we're listening to women right now more than ever, and this Me Too movement is very serious, and the one woman we should be really listening to is Mother Earth. <laughs> so if we could maybe stop fracking Also, it's her. called fracking. I feel like that should be just... Uh, like set off alarm bells as a, that's a bad thing. It should already be the United States versus fracking. Cause right. it's like, this is the word itself does not imply anything good. Yeah. You're, you're impulsively going in and altering stuff and, and they have all this information, but they're hitting pipelines and pipelines are exploding and then goes out into water. And again, Chernobyl puts it on the map because that series, which I haven't finished yet, which I just finished episode one. I watched episode two first. <laughs> it gets confusing out there. Oh dude, that's, I, I've accidentally done that and been like, I don't, are we like to my wife or we skip an episode of a show we've been watching together. And I'm like, wait, are, are, who are they talking about? Yeah. And then you're like, wow, this is weird storytelling. And then you're like, oh, we missed three episodes. Let's jump back. <laughs> How did I get there? How do I mess that up? And I blame it on this Netflix system. I think that's a very smart way to confuse us. Yeah. So we don't know the episode order. <laughs> so we get more hooked. Yeah. Stop shuffling it around on us, Netflix. Yeah, Let just us fucking stay in one spot. Call it episode one. Yeah. <laughs> An episode two. Episode one. What are you getting bought? Stop us. naming yeah. stuff. I don't know what's going on. One out of eight is what I want. Oh, you're licking the coconut oil off me. And oh, he'll do that cutest. until your feet are uh, without lotion. You are so sweet. <laughs> um, so so w w Chernobyl does a great job of explaining what a disaster like that. Yes, by all means, sir. <laughs> Uh, a disaster like that could mean for a community, but also in a way that they're powering, that power plant was powering a city. And the conversation of power is something I love unpacking now. Like, what is power? Where does it come from? It's so fucking heavy, right? You're like, oh, what kind of power are we talking about? It's like, all the power. Right. It's down to the misogyny or the patriarchy, but also like your power lines. Talk to me about that. What happens when that fucking goes Are we down? about to link electricity to the patriarchy? <laughs> Jet fuel melts steel beams. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> How'd you get there? How'd you get there? Wait, wow. Uh, let's take a couple of steps. Let's get there yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, curious. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious. And, you know, and, that, and I want to know that because I want to know what, um, what the fires that happened in California up north last year, what they sparked power line wise during a test. There are things that are, um, we aren't, you know, in, we're not in Soviet Russia, but that, there are things that we, we should know a lot more about than right. we do as people. And I think that we don't know what our electricity bill is or what it goes to. We just know that it could be 32 or it could be 7,000. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain element to almost existing as a citizen of the United States where 
it feels like you feel like a child, like, and the government is your parents where, cause you do the thing where your mom's like, don't worry about how this got here. Yep. Just eat the food. You know, like, don't worry about how the internet works. Just be happy. You have it in your house. Now you can watch streaming, send your money to us, send your money to this person, whatever. Having a, a moment where I'm like, yes, it feels like that. It feels like they're like, who cares how, don't worry about global warming. Just go in your house and turn your air conditioner on. There was and, yeah. a, a great line and, and be a part of the and reap the benefits of you know your status quo but reap your benefits don't make us take your benefits away because you're asking too many questions right right it's almost like yeah it's like you're you're like wait but mom thanks for letting me borrow the car my question is why is gas cost so all right well if you have a question then i'm gonna take the car away you're like no no never mind i'll just shut up and drive it yeah and and, and they're doing it so everything just moves right along and right. it's like well now we're moving right along and th there's this real cool spark that's happening in uh, out of stockholm sweden this this woman greta this woman she's probably like 14 but greta thornburg She's a young, um, a young student that months ago made a decision that every Friday she's going to silently protest outside of her school and then her parliament and then it expanded because she doesn't find it. She finds it pointless to continue to go to school when the politicians that are writing the history are letting the planet be ruined because they're going to exist as they're seeing it. And they get all the facts now. They have the internet. They couldn't hide it the way they hide. Yes, add another. <laughs> yeah. Yes, madam. <laughs> yes, as many as you can bring me, child. He will bring you all of his toys over the course of the hour. He, this is, someone once explained to me the psychology is almost like, oh, this is a new guest. Let me show them my cool stuff. Really? Yeah, and they are, he's like trying to impress you by bringing more and more toys out. Like, well, you see, I also have the fox. I have this this bone, this ball. Anything else you need? Uh, I got I got right in the other room. Precious. Isn't it so cute? Yeah. And I don't know if that shit's for real. We don't know, but this surely yeah. seems like what's happening. Some, yeah, because I overheard the other day or read somewhere that uh, the reason a dog sneezes when you play with it is so that it's telling you, don't worry, I'm just playing. Like, I'm not fighting with you. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, that's the sweetest thing. And that's just... Being a pet owner is just projection constantly. Yo. I'm just like, he seems nervous. <laughs> he's like, he's a fucking 20 pound animal. He's of course he's nervous. That's why I love the movie Pets. Like, I'm like, we make like films about what they're thinking. But like <laughs> in the end, he could be like, shut up to both of you. All like, he's thinking is, is like, it smells, food. it smells, I'm yeah. hungry. It smells, it's hungry. I, I'm going to poop. I get smells. Yeah. Like, I'm hungry. Like, that's all that matters. Yeah. So he's, an, he's an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an animal. <laughs> but like, but understand stuff. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, nature. Perfect example. You're going to love this, actually. There are millions of species and bugs that are going extinct due to global warming. There have been numerous reports. And what I found in these rooms with climate funders like Rockefellers, like Hewlett Foundation, Doris Day Foundation from the South, people that are just have foundations, allocate money to climate, work within that business to help change the message, really. All comes down to in the United States is switching over the lawmakers so these lawmakers can start voting bye-bye. Yes, car will help you, but we're shifting this way. And to get everybody on board is just, you know, it's a nightmare. It's yeah, a nightmare. It's getting younger people who have a stake in the future of this country more so than yeah, like... Yeah, and also laughing with the boom baby boomers and being like, you guys, you dumb Bodinis, you did this. Help us. Help right. us. <laughs> Please help us. Don't do that. Don't and just sit. And I think, we, like, if we remove, like, if we get it down to, like, look, you did this to us, we're not blaming you. No one knew. Just hang. But now we knew. Now we know. Help us out. Help it's us like, out. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
You've been uh, drinking and driving for a you long have- time. We just learned it's bad. So now you have to stop. No one's mad at you because you used to drink and drive. But let's stop drinking and driving and start everyone learning about the dangers of drinking and driving. Any- and now drinking and driving is something that is, I mean, it still it's, happens. It, but-, but it goes down. Each city, I kind of watch it Halloween. I'm like, how many this year? And people are being smart. You know, we have, we have created solutions for people. Right. Because before people were doing it because there is no solution. It was either drive or don't go home that night. Right, yeah, or don't ever go out in the first place. Yeah, or so don't ever like, go out in the first place. And, and that comes with the public transit and yeah. like things like that. And and when you see how a, a city's policy for that town is made, you, you get it. You want to listen to the people in the villages there you don't want people from the outside coming in and say we're gonna do this to your city right you haven't lived there the whole you don't know how this tree grows on that one part of the lake the way that that it's indigenous kind people do and i mean indigenous to any part they know their city you know if you get to a neighborhood in new york and they're like oh i can i know a back way like somebody takes you a back way and you're like i went up nine stairs <laughs> yeah, climbed yeah. 10 roofs we're like, in a business yeah. how is this a back way yeah. cutting through a restaurant but yeah you throw it out the back here yeah and you listen to people like that because they know and navigate the city in ways that yeah we don't and those are the people that know the way the water is shifting at their shores and they can tell you about the way the docks are moving and the way icebergs are chipping away and we listen to them because they're the eyes and ears globally the whole thing is the whole thing. It all affects everything. Right. And also you saying this is sort of like, that's a maybe a fundamental misstep we're making as a society is we're not listening to the, to blow out the term locals to extrapolate it out. We're like, uh, trust me, I know how to fix this waterfront rather than ask them. And then it's like the people who live in palaces in Washington, DC are making decisions for the people who live over here. And it's like, well, why don't we try like on a minor example we uh, learned some on one of my other podcasts. We learned uh, about trans terms via a trans listener mm. and a trans listener was like, cause we asked, Hey, is this even like a cool thing? What is this? And then they responded. And then another uh, listener responded to that of like, that's bullshit. It's just a word you should be able to say. And then I couldn't believe I had to write. I'm like, well, why don't we take the trans person's word for it? Like they don't win any, they're, they're, they don't, they're not setting something up for them to make money in any way. It, there's no motive for them other than to tell. So why aren't we listening to them? Why aren't we listening to black people, how they feel about uh, what's going on in their communities? Why aren't we listening to LGBT? Why aren't we listening to poor people, uh, indigenous people, everyone? We're constantly like, well, we'll go in there and take a look at it for ourselves. And you know when it, what it comes back to? Power. Right. And, Power lines. <laughs> and that's that was what was a fascinating thing. It's like we I had had a conversation with someone that's you know atheist versus religion. And it's like an, mutually not exclusive. It was really nice to talk to somebody and have that explained to me that it, it's OK if it blends. Our powers combined, Captain Planet, will help us all. Right. We have to stop segregating the idea of listening to each other's small groups because they have the answers. They're on the floor, on the ground, working in their own communities. They know what's best for their areas. You have to navigate corruption in every element of anything that will succeed. If we all go solar, there's going to be a corrupt business person of some kind. There's going to be uh, an Exxon Valdez where light spills out and and, and sun burns a bunch of squirrels in a forest somewhere or something <sighs> like that. Devastated. Like, I, I, well, so, <clears throat> solar and wind power are objectively safer as uh, power forms. But yes, you're right. Someone's going... And arguably, maybe I'm wrong here, but 
maybe we need someone who's ready to make a bunch of money off one of these, like, like a kind of shady person who's like, look, I'll just fucking get lobbyists. I'll pay for this. We'll get, I'll start, I'll make mad bank, but we'll get solar power yeah, in more yeah, places yeah. or whatever. And yeah. we'll, we'll be it able might, to- It almost requires a scumbag maverick to go step in and just power shit and through. And that's why I'm trying to become this scumbag maverick. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it, it I, I learned through uh, the, just being in the rooms with people that do want a better solution to stuff. Like they care about the way the oceans work for your kids purposes down to the fish you eat at the sushi restaurants that you like. It's like that are, if it's laced with mercury and the mercury is like very Chernobyl, like, like the ground and the soil, we should be conscious of these things because we've thrown a lot of trust into the government and policies as a whole. And the scientists are telling us that that's not actually a good idea right now, that there are numbers that we have to hit. And like an air conditioner, we need to cool this place down. I suggest we all turn our air conditioners outward, put them on, fire them up. Bake the shit out of your house. Yeah, bake the house. Create a puddle, <laughs> cool it down. I would love for you to, you're in a meeting with all these big, like DuPont, like all these huge <laughs> wealthy families. My you're biggest like, fear is being in a DuPont room, by the way. I'm like, here's oh, my shit. idea. We spin the air conditioners around. Shouldn't that work? <laughs> that's like, that's like Cameron and Ferris Bueller saying like, we'll just drive it in reverse and take the miles We off. should. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you'd be great in a, you know, one tactic we're using in, and, and I would like to write a movie that you star in that explains this in a much more uh, fun, hysterical way that because we're using comedy to translate this message. Yeah. It, it is something that Well, um, now it's time for everyone who has a skill set to use it to save the environment. And if you. your skill set happens to be less useful than others like ours, like the ability to write jokes or uh, communicate with strangers. Ability? Yeah, um. <laughs> I don't even say I don't even write jokes. I I've gotten it to the point where I don't even I I rely solely on charm for the last 20 years and it's running out. They're it's like, not a renewable resource. <laughs> They're literally saying, JC, will you do your hour? I'm word for word. And I'm like, I don't remember a word I've said. Are you kidding? Will someone transcribe it for me? I'll try and repeat it, but in the moment is difficult. Yeah. Use your, use your skill and ability. And it's fun. Like this is a science project in its own fucking way. Like our ideas, like it's not meant to be a task for us. Like it is though. That is what's kind of comical about it. It is annoying to have to carry around your own metal straw, but it's not that big of a deal. It's actually kind of chic now and we're doing it. Big fucking deal. Keep moving. I know. Bamboo, baby. I saw. I'm very impressed with it. And it's okay. Uh, Too much of an iced coffee drinker to ever give up straws. So I I had to go buy bamboo. uh, Your fan base can't see, but your mug is perfect. (laughs) It is a mason jar with correct measurements plastic. (laughs) With its own cooling on the inside of it. Yep, it's got a little, yeah. This is my iced coffee mug from when I work from home. And then this is my Renewable, uh, my Yeti keeps water cold all day long. No oh sweating. My, yeah, so proud of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I. You get it. I have like light hippie tendencies my whole life, and now that you find that like it's more than just like hippie. crunchy. Yeah, it's like about, and then you. But here's here's my issue, and tell me if you have like a uh, something to make me feel better about this. <laughs> I think the big uh, a thing that's hard for a lot of people, myself included. I'm over it but I don't think a lot of people are, is like, don't use straws. Make sure you recycle. Separate your recycling. They get stressed you, out. You, you get a little stressed out. You do all that. You do your part. And then a fucking company, a corporation a uh, hundred miles away is spewing melted plastic into the ocean. And you're like, I, I haven't used a straw. I've had paper straws fall apart in my mouth every day this week. And these guys, 
am I, are they completely undoing every little thing we do? Because it, 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 it adds to the futility. And I think in fear makes more and more people go like, what's just the throw point? the fucking bottle in with the garbage. Yeah. The corruption of power. Yeah. It will always exist in what we, you know, in very superhero like terms, we have to be consistently, if you want to be a good person, it's the race is to the end. It's not like we fix it and the problem goes away. The race, much like in the equality work we do with Equality Now and et cetera, you may feel like, oh, we did it. The policy passed. We got, But then you have to check in with those politicians daily to make sure they're executing that behavior that right. they promised they would whenever you flew back from Nairobi. Right. And there's also probably a way to double check on that and improve legislation. So and, you have to work it like yeah. a muscle, like a fucking push up. Like if you do one, it's painful. But if you keep doing them every day, you're going to have the energy to push through. And that's what the consistency of the fight is. It's right. like. This feeling that once we've accomplished it and it's succeeded and now we're like my hands are done, like I did it. It's like, no, it's an everyday thing because the simplicity of it doesn't exist right now. We're creating it in real time, but the solutions are better for you in the long run. And you don't you won't get asthma if the Koch brothers plant in Pennsylvania isn't spewing like three times the amount of population into farmland unsuspecting people. Right. We have to it happens in poverty stricken areas. Right. For they a don't fucking have, reason. Because they don't have representation. And and yeah. very Aaron Brockovich, like, it's like, okay, I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh. I was a tomboy. I used to get in fights. Fine. I'll go up against these, like, oil government officials. I got a quick mouth and a, a sharp tongue. But then you get in the room with them, you're like, oh, they have a different kind of, like, they have a disappear, make me disappear kind of power. Right. Well, they, and, the, and if you're poor, it's easier to make you disappear. Yeah. You have less, oh, yeah. you have no it's voice. Harder. Yeah, you have less, the people who represent you are, and that's what, we need like those people getting into power, the poor, you know, the people from underrepresented communities, or we at least need people who are willing to look back in that. Like we training. All we're describing is a need. This is gets, this is what gets me so angry. I'm not even that woke. I'm a, you know, but we're not perfect. No, no one is, but we, all we need is empathy. Mm. <laughs> all snitch. that's all that's needed is like to turn the empathy knot up a little bit because i've been saying more and more lately i'm like how's how do you hear something like this and not put yourself in that person's shoes well albeit even for just a split second be like well that must have been crazy to be the mother of a kid who was had a gun pointed at him by a police officer yeah how do you not put yourself in their shoes and like how do you only see it from your life and i think they move. Comedy people have a better idea of getting it, uh, a better way of getting into other people's heads because it's part of the fun of writing comedy. Is like, is what it, is this person thinking? You know, is it fun? No, no, yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't do any writing, so I don't know if it is fun. Mine this not. time? Oh yeah, sure. You ever gone on a? <laughs> you just pull out a tampon. I'm like, ah, I'm okay. What are we doing with we this? We smoke tampons now. <laughs> this is be careful because sometimes I take a light pull because this shit goes. Wrong. That's my main issue with vapes is that I have know, no idea what I'm doing. Some, sometimes you hit it and someone's like, you got to pull really hard. And then the next time you pull really hard, you're like, Hurr, and you're like, puff the magic dragon. You're like, there goes my fucking song at the Hollywood Bowl. My voice yeah. is kicked. Uh, See, even what you just did is insane to me. Well, uh, the, the, the second inhale? Oh, I would have been like, <coughs> <laughs> JC, I'm a fucking horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a big dude. I like that though. That's good. You're you're on your own. You're on your own path of what you know. You to your tolerance is. You don't go balls to the wall. I've I've only known you as a uh, top notch professional. I am almost 
always professional. I can get fucking trash, but I have to work hard. Me yeah. too. Yeah. And I, by the way, when I get fucking trash, like I will send myself home. I'm, like, I'm also rarely the only person. T- I'm one time a friend of mine. Arthur's just <laughs> Arthur's shit passed out. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him, He's hugging his toys. Oh my God. That's so sweet. He's like, I'm still letting her know that. that. <laughs> she's like, she's welcome to play with the Fox if she'd like. Um, the, uh, I I always like to say uh, a friend of mine in high school used to say, just always be the second drunkest person at a party, and you never you're never embarrassed, and it's so true. Just don't be the most fucked up person. <laughs> and you know sometimes we have bad nights, and we go we went as in our younger days we went balls to wall. Now I know my tolerance. Now I know what I'm capable of, and I assume every morning it, there's going to be some sort of issue I'm going to need to be really on point for. Right. So me getting shit faced now is like not as an option anymore. No, no, Like no, a no. daytime wine? Fuck yeah. Why read over a bill? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. But like down a bottle? I don't trust it. No way. No way. M16s yeah. are after me. I know it. I'm talking policy, green policy. You got to be on alert. Dude, the choppers are outside the high and mighty studios. <laughs> We're all sudden it's like Jesse Ventura. They're on to us. They've been listening. Yeah. And then I'm like, um, Sandra Bullock deserves an apology. <laughs> she Is does. It- yeah, okay. um, That's the cause you end up going for. You're like, all right, we solved the environment. Next up, let's get Sandy Bullock an apology. I would actually like to work with, I'll put this out into the high and mighty universe. I'd like to work with Sandy Bullock on this. I have had no- numerous colleagues in London are like, we just got to get in the room with Sandra Bullock. We think that she would be the fucking greatest, like, gift to the world of climate she has so much that she already does but i mean for us in comedy right so i'm putting that out there if anybody knows any context to sandy bullock she is like a bit of an ally to the comedy world she knows she, she, she gets dabbles it. she yeah. dabs it. and and she i feel like she's always kind of had my point of view on uh personality now this may be just me bonding with someone i think i saw on speed but <laughs> I feel like she's a great pick. Did you watch Speed or you were on Speed and saw Sandra Bullock Listen walk by? Listen to me. 2013 was Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> I had blue boogers for an entire year. Shit, man. I think I was wow, so much. <laughs> There's just so much you tried to do to get by. Like <laughs> just to like that was when you were doing drugs just to get work done. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like before I like before meditation was even an option and apps even gave yeah. you a way to be out for fourteen ninety nine a month instead of eighty five every Saturday. But I I learned how to how to compartmentalize my brain through meditation, which helped me wean myself off of that stuff. I was like, oh, I have so much energy, I'm fine. Yet having an Adderall available to me at the house just in case back in the day was like my thing. But now I don't really drink alcohol anymore. I'm up organically. I take naps like a fucking like Arthur. I know at what the I'm Korean doing. Spa the Korean spa and they're so nice to me. They give me a beef bowl. It's delicious. You take a nap while they like whip you with palm fronds oh, or whatever happens in those rooms. It's perfect. <laughs> and they're all about conserving water. And I've noticed more signs are going up about reusing towels. Like they're going green. Yeah. That's so great. And that's all it takes is like, we should have, and I, we obviously I, I wasn't alive for it then, but I only know about it, but like Chernobyl. Vo- yeah. <laughs> I was there. Uh, actually, unfortunately I definitely was alive for that. Oh yeah. I think we both I'm old, were. baby. Yeah. No, we look good. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like the vibe during the world wars where it's like, everyone do your part, you know, like save metal women in the factories. Like 
the World War Three should be the war, the world versus like in defense of the Earth. Like we should all be like on alert. We need aliens to attack us so that we all join together and realize. I have said this on numerous occasions, and it's not just because I'm super high right now, <laughs> but I want aliens to attack us so much so we would just bond with each other more. Yeah, we're just like, all right, Iraq, let's do this. Yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just for like. Let's a- get over our differences and fight these aliens. We can all have fun, and then like, and, and then know. the aliens are good. They send good messages. In like 50 years, we have to go like, all right, we got to stop fighting the aliens. These are the good guys. Yeah, these are the actual good guys and they know what we're doing and they're getting us in charge and okay, oh wow, I kind of like this. Yeah. But I, I think like, we need like a full like, all right, all hands on deck and I think the younger generations are, I could just see it in my in my peer group, like the creatives who are in their 30s living in coastal cities, uh, living in New York and LA, the shift to just like, we can't just sit here and be worried about ourselves. Like, and I don't know if it's as I've aged or as the times have changed, but every single one of my friends, none of which Activated. have ever been informed are now activists in this, in a small way, all the way up to major ways. And like all of our friends are like, Oh yeah, I'm hoping to make it big as a celebrity so I can fucking swing my dick around and in, in, towards some cause. Yeah, yeah. And I think we have gotten the gift of the internet and the curse of the internet in that same breath. I think that we growing up where Microsoft and all that was just starting to begin. And if you were lucky enough to have a computer in your home or you had a library you could access, or if you saw through a window back in the day, kids would watch others be on computers just so they could learn to navigate. Information became more available to people. So with that information, we learned behavioral tactics. And in the last three to four years, Twitter shifted from an all joke forum to this, wow, now we're all talking to each other about shit forum, to a forming of groups forum, to a comedic versions of horse Twitter and et cetera, to show us what people around the world, if you happen to be on it, are kind of saying, oh shit, here's this story. Oh wow, there's a, yes, it's a lot, but it's always been a lot. The planet is a lot. It's not just us. Okay. And you follow right, it's this like, trail. It's like getting um, telepathy turned on. And it's like all of a sudden now you know everyone in the world's thoughts. Yes. And or at s- least uh, the Twitter representation of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, the- and then you can see like, oh, I can be an activist at my show. I can. Oh, yeah. I've always ran a monthly. But now I'll just give back to Rain. Oh, hell yeah. That's. Yeah. Oh, and then more people come. Oh, my God. This is a collective. Holy cow. Look right. at this. And even just talking about it, yeah. even if even if someone's in the crowd and doesn't donate to Rain, but now they know that Rain exists when they leave, like Fine. baby steps, you know. Let's just do that. If you're, and if everyone's doing their monthly part, if everyone's got the fucking change jar up at their desk in their office job, saying like raising money for blank, it becomes like a whirlpool. We can just fuck. Yeah, we have to. Everyone's got to keep running in circles around this above ground pool. Uh, you're from Pittsburgh. I'm from New York, so we know about above yep. ground pools. Oh yeah, <laughs> might as well just put a trash bag in there with it. You're yeah. trashy. <laughs> My wife. Why my wife one time at work said, oh, is the pool in ground? And uh, her coworkers here in L.A. were like, what other kind of pool is there? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> You're like, oh, we're old and from New York and middle class. We just so. showed our colors so <laughs> yeah. hard. Do you guys have any huggies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, I, it is just that. It is just all these minor steps that we can all do. But it still feels like. Uh, we're all, you know, we're throwing, we're taking one scoop of water out of the ocean. Like, oh, thank God we got some of this. Meanwhile, whatever corporations are doing on such a massive scale. And that's where this comes in of starting to get Netflix, Hulu, 
TV shows, films, directors to move their entire productions into sustainable, renewable ways, creating a film and TV department that makes incredible TV shows about environmental solutions, characters that work in environment in boss ass shows that run on Comedy Central begin to brainwash them because the more we get people to just learn what it would look like, the more likely they are to just accept it when it happens. And I say that as like the new green Hitler, but like it is (laughs) the way that I'm, I'm seeing this niche path and I'm watching bigger names start to, you know, remember when they said they were like, we're celebrities, we would never do TV. And then like Netflix became the, the TV and now the best of the best is on it. Yeah. In the beginning, you're not going to want to be this, but then you're going to eventually want to be in the one, the best movie in the world that talks about sustainable lifestyles. Right. And I I feel like that's just like, that's the beginning. That's changing like the conversation a little bit, but it, it, needs it feels it needs to be even more homegrown like than hollywood right i feel like it needs to be like at your church at your library at the factory at the hr office whatever you work in just get positive shit going like if your job doesn't have recycling bins yeah 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 let's just get fucking recycling bins. yeah yeah yeah. get that to get started yeah yeah and there's that like isn't it crazy when you're at someone's house and they don't recycle in 2019 (laughs) You have to make a choice there. You have to say, like, are you going to have a one-on-one with this person here at this party? Or do you create your own recycling bin and passively, aggressively yeah, look yeah. them Yeah, yeah. Do you just, eye? like, uh, pop like, open a paper Gelson's bag and start putting ca- uh, cans and bottles in it and then look around, like... And you're like, Bill, where can I drop this? <laughs> Bill, do you have one of the blue bins that the city gives you? No? Okay, well, let's talk. Let's talk about that Lambo yeah. in the driveway, Bill. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I get, I get stoked because the people I meet too are very cool. They're like, they're politicians, they're mayors, they're, you know, different style of grassroots organizations. And like, I'm learning a lot more about what they do on the ground and how you can kind of pay attention more to the city. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> and you know, whatever happens, like I go to London July 1 through 12 for London's, by the way, this is hysterical to me, London's inaugural London climate action week inaugural their first one their first having their first one in 2019 in the the third quarter of 2019 by the way to me that's opening jokes it's like that's why i'm there to talk about these things it's like we're just jumping on board now it's like i can't believe let's write uh, let me help you write opening jokes for that because that's (laughs) i can't wait well guys i'm glad uh climate change finally hit england yeah 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 (laughs) you guys so worried about archie over here that you didn't know and and they you know each city in its own right has moved in this direction now more than ever people are starting to communicate and say hey let's team up our organization teams up and then we'll move together in this front but you know, I movie style wise, I'm like, am, you know, cut to 10 years. Am I going to get am I going to get to that place where like AOC is at in climate, but I'm in comedy and then my whole life gets put on blast and I'm like, well, sign me up. Yeah, well, I, I'll go they, down for it. There are uh, <laughs> there are plenty of comedians that have been put on blast in the last couple of years that are doing just and fine. they're still doing just fine. And they were put on blast for way worse things. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe if you get put on blast for being an environmentalist, <laughs> you'll survive it. Considering uh, other people put on blast for being assaulters yeah, are yeah. still making tons of money. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I hear you. I respect you. I appreciate you. I, I feel I have so many drastic ideas that I think would help this uh, country and world. Please. Like once you get to 900, once you get to $1 billion, mm-hmm. you should not be able, no one needs 2 billion. No, I don't even, you don't even need 1 billion. Cap them off. But once you get to 1 billion, every other dollar after that, they should be like, no, 
it's ours. And it's, it's like you want to you want to you want to use it. Just give it to charities. Yeah. Until then, it's fucking crazy. Sorry, charities just made me think of this. But this is how true. much we rely on charities in I America, know. where it's like donate here to help people do this. I'm like that feels like something that the government's supposed to do. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. we have to spend money. And, and I'm not against it. I understand charities need work. But I'm just saying, like, I wish charities weren't always the answer. I wish we didn't have to Beg. go fund me so your friend can have chemo. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. I know. Yeah. that You think about that because that, again, goes with the just eat it. It's on your plate. Don't ask questions. It's like, well, you just donate. You'll figure it out. And it's like, well, hold on. Well, right. how about you fucking... How about we build systems in place that... Like, yes, I love that the Ocean Conservancy Group, which is one of my charities I always donate to and give my managers and agents gifts on behalf. Cute. Oh, if I could pitch anything to actors uh, and even reps and Sandy everyone. Sandy B, listen up. Yeah, Sandy B, every actor, every uh, representative. I'm sorry if you're a writer and you don't no longer have an agent. Thanks uh, to the sorry WG. About all that, yeah, yeah. I took all your agents. <laughs> Sucked them up like a hoover. I had to fire my agent who was like, who is this? <laughs> and I was like, well, we don't work together until you guys can sign the ATA they were like we'll live we've made zero dollars off you in the last five years <laughs> uh, but uh, just uh, on this element alone every agent or manager instead of buying your client a bottle of booze donate money in your client's honor and vice versa vice versa everyone pick their own charity donate for one year just try it out just donate a couple steps. hundred bucks to a charity and then send an email to your entire team that says thank you for everything you did I donated in your name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then just or don't even do the donation just send the email to your manager whatever lie. you want to do whatever you want to do because it's all about not. don't use any pointless packaging anymore let's remove <laughs> pointless packaging in the United States also who's anti-vax I think that's a bad idea but I get it <laughs> <laughs> covering two things at one time. I just, it's all, it's all in the end. It's like, it's all about survival. Like people are just trying to navigate how they want to survive. Right. And, and the all. survival issues are different for millionaires and for people who billionaires. are on, yeah, like people who like, who need financial help, like survival to them. Like when, when we talk about the wealthiest of wealthy, like uh, I read somewhere, some crazy ass stat that like, Orange County has like a, a higher uh, lack of vaccination rate than like Rwanda or some shit like that because the wealthiest of people are like, well, no, I read that it does this and I, I you know, I do stand up paddle boarding and I read goop. So I'm not going to do this for my kids. And then so wealthy people are their kids are as as unprotected wow. as like first, like a uh, third world. It was one of the wealthy kids from Orange County. <laughs> yeah. He's just coming by to fucking hit me with his lacrosse stick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well that's a, that's a fascinating number. And, and you know what? I, I go back and forth. I have a, a friend, a mesh who's, um, um, disease, infectious disease doctor out of Pitt university, ghost dealers. And he sat down and talked to me about Ebola and, uh, vaccinations and things. And I have friends that are not vaccinated. Their kids aren't. And, I understand that this is a conversation that they need to have, but I think that we've hit a place now where uh, these things are too transferable. Like what's right. going it's on? It's also because there's the herd vaccination mentality that hurt. The reason a vaccination Just, works is because everyone's on it. Yeah. If a few people aren't, that's like saying like, all right, here's the speed limit on the highway. But of course, if you're wealthy enough and have a fast enough car, you drive as fast as you want. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's up to you. And it's like, well, that makes it unsafe for sort of everyone around. Yeah. There. And then we're all just getting prickled with, with vaccinations. And, and then you're driving 55 in? and someone blows past you going 85 and you're like, well, fuck it. I want to do that. And then you get caught. Yeah. And then you get caught. Oh, and then, 
but in this case, if we're talking vaccinations, then people start getting fucking diseases, diseases. that have been gone for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Fucking gone for a long time. Like, what do you mean? The, we, Cong- the Congo? What do you mean? Like, I've only known the Congo because of the hit movie, The Co- Congo. Amy, gorilla. Amy. Good gorilla, Amy. <laughs> I was literally incapable of not crying. I was like, I'm like a good I gorilla. still love that movie, even yeah. though, even when the everyone's mean. wielding laser beams and cutting gorilla arms, arms off. Arms off. <laughs> cool technology, what? though. Very cool. <laughs> Very lightsaber-esque yeah. for a non-Star Less Wars gun-like. movie. Yeah. And I like when like a tree gets clipped and it's like, poof. And yeah. Then- <laughs> it looks fucking cool yeah, as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta rewatch Congo. Yeah. <laughs> The keys Actually, to saving the environment are unlocked in the film Congo. Trust me. <laughs> I, uh, I watched a little bit of Monty Python and um, uh, the Holy Grail yesterday. I only made it about 30 minutes in, but boy, did I laugh. They really cover some topics. So I, if your listeners are interested, that they covered some things that I think actually work really well today. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of Monty Python, but... Yeah, uh, someday this will all be yours. Yeah. What, the drapes? No, idiot the land. Out there. <laughs> the coconuts are... They would never be able to carry the coconuts. Yeah, I'm the, like, uh, this... Well, what is the air velocity of an unladen African swallow? And the camera <laughs> angle is just like... <laughs> it's so drastic, yeah. <laughs> they do great work with uh, camera angles in, the, in Monty Python. One of my favorite jokes in Holy Grail is when they see Lancelot running towards the castle and they keep cutting to him and he's really far away. He's not cu- He's not coming. And then when they cut back to him, he's right there. I don't know where he jumped like a hundred feet in the last second. And it's just like, that's such a stupid camera joke, but it makes me laugh so hard. Yeah, that, I mean, I could I could get, now imagine if we can make a, a Monty Python-esque, the way their sketches covered um, the hierarchy of uh, London, England and what was going on there. Right. It was really cool. They used sketch to kind of tap, not kind of, to tap on yeah. it. I'd love to see sketches take on a challenge like this. And, and uh, it would be really cool to see it expand in a, you know, a way where everyone's just lit doing solutions, you know? Right. Yeah. Like this. And it's funny cause it, the environment should bond us all because rich people and poor people and white people and black people and, uh, uh, every gender, everyone, we Little all live people. in the same environment. Yeah. <laughs> like at minimum, that's something we all have in common is that we're earthlings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. At minimum that like, we should be saying like at minimum, wealthy people should be like, well, we want to, I want to keep my family wealthy for generations to come. But if they're fucking wiped out in the water wars of 2028, like, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. But then that, that, that's what brings me to my next point. That's when I'm like, you, we've been telling you this wealthy people for so long. You know what? At this point, the only thing that's going to stop you is the aliens. If they come down and they attack us and we all have to join together. And then right. we basically get my one dream is that for like a one week that all of our bank accounts are the same for one week. And we just, that's how it is. <laughs> and we all have to fucking just deal with it for one week. What a fun social experiment. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so much murder, but honestly it would be epic to see it unfold because at that point you're all leveled out. You're exactly financially the same. Right. Like, and and everyone knows it. Yeah. There's something interesting about that. That's heavy, huh? Yeah. I would love to know that everyone makes the same for seven days. Once a year. Everyone make it has and then you the can same. really judge people's purchases and lifestyles when you go like I know you're only making sixty two thousand five hundred dollars a year. You should not be driving this fucking car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just transparent. Like all everyone's digitals come up. Actually, all their not their debt, their everything comes up. Who they are. 
Wait, I can't wait. You just made me think of something too. Talking about big money, I can't wait till fucking environmentalism hits like the wealthiest of hip hoppers. When they're all of a sudden like when fucking like Rick Ross is like instead of like 12 Maybachs, he's like, I've got a team of scientists cleaning up the Atlantic Ocean. What's up, bitch? Shout out to my scientists. That's what I'm saying. That's what we should all be doing. If we can inspire people to do that. Make cool, um, make cool music and et cetera that gives back. And that's the thing is like I I always I people get kind of nervous with that. It's like, don't tread on the artist's voice. It's like, blah, blah, blah. But like, your artist can be super If you're going to cool. do it for fucking Nike or Adidas do or it, Volkswagen. Do a fucking dope song about the ocean. <laughs> do it, yeah, say, raise money to say. Yeah, and like, give me a fly ass rap about the ocean and how to navigate a solution through it. You have a voice, you have the capability. I would love to see it. And I know that that's like, it's always in joke form. It's like, well, I'll do it for Red Nose. And right. you're like, how about you just do it for your fucking dope album? Right. You know, the way that Lemonade covered global warming with Katrina and the flooding in a beautiful way, but a heartbreaking way. It was like that little trickle is what we need to start seeing in cinema so people can see. And it right. is, by the way, it's happening left and right. But yeah, we got to go quicker. We got we to gotta start moving. <laughs> we we got to start moving. So, so let's let's give uh, my my listeners some sort of small actionable items, things that they can do. Oh, I love this. To get cracking, because as we're winding down here before we get into uh, personal plugs, let's plug, what can we do to plug the environment? For yeah. sure. I, I, I highly suggest going small with stuff. Meatless Mondays is really fun, where you try to eat for the day, like no meat, just to see what's going on. See how you can navigate it, even if you cut it down a meal, because emissions from... Meatless Mondays knocks out at one seventh of your meals from being meat. Not it, enough that you would miss it. But you get, you can work with seeds, nuts, you can work with like but scallops. Uh, but also can, on a global, like what you're doing to not have meat on a Monday is a huge step. Meatless Monday. You yeah. can do it once a month, start out there. You can do it once a year, start yeah. out there. Just really start out with something silly and that you would never see yourself doing. I'm not saying don't barbecue on Labor Day. You can do that too. Right, they right, are right. not mutually exclusive. Right, right, right. They can work together. It's it's all about trimming down your old habits and replacing them with the newer habits that are going to eventually help the younger generation and our air quality, et cetera. Right. Um, the straws thing. I You're fine with bringing your own straw. Also, don't worry about it too much. Like just drink. You were never meant to have the straw. It's it's okay that you don't have it. Yeah, right. Just sip your iced coffee. Get, <laughs> sip your iced coffee. It's Reapply fine. your lipstick after. Dry your mustache after. Whatever the, uh, your face structure looks like, it'll survive. The iced tea is already inside the cup. Your mouth to the cup versus your mouth to the straw, it's all the fucking same. This has right. been a propaganda that we have been wasting our time on. It saves turtles. I know you have never seen a turtle, but that's on you. So right. that, uh, A. And then- being more conscious about the way that we navigate water bottles as best we can. It, it sounds strange, but bringing your own we, it, reusable is super simple. I have to still sometimes use water bottles. It's it's infuriating, but I've learned to get water just replaced for myself because right. I'll fill up if I get a water bottle like on set or something like that. I'll have I'll try to refill it myself. Exactly. Every time. Just keep an eye on it, like yeah. it's your dude all day. And if you're like, well, fuck it, I lose them anyway. Don't get distressed, just charge back up again. Right. right just that panic that people experience when they failed themselves. It's like, just start to learn. And then you'll get good enough where the bigger things will start to happen. Well, you'll start to look at electricity in a different way. You'll start to look at where you want, you know, if you, you're interested in water, you want to look at a, maybe a, a pedal powered boat as opposed to an oil paddle boat. It's like, yeah. you'll start to see things in this way and you won't know what air is like right in front of you. 
But I can assure you, if you cut smoking cigarettes on this planet out, none of us would be as sick as we are. Right. Like not to be that person that's Minim- like minimize cars and cigs. Just like all be- we'd be a little bit better. Yeah. Because like people are just okay with having cancer. I mean, I'm not saying they are, but they're just like, well, one day I'll have cancer. Because well, like, c- cancer does feel like an inevitability, and that is a champagne problem because not that's hyperbole, but like living a long time is how you get cancer. We yeah. used to not live a long time, so now we get cancer from it's like cars used to just blow up after you drove them for 40 years. Yeah, now you're driving them for 70 years, but in the last 10 years, a lot more shit's gonna happen to your car because it's not, it doesn't drive for 70 yeah, years. Yeah, and you smell it, Los Angeles. You smell it on the street. It's like you don't, you're not supposed to live this way, and that's just the that's the yeah. way it is. And it's not being, by the way, the 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 frou frouy like you're just being a little you know pansy about it that is gaslighting that is gaslighting and they've been doing that to us yeah. forever and we need to wake up and stop letting people tell us it's not a big deal and that we're a pain in the ass for saying it is right along along the lines with that talking about specifically to shrink it down to LA public transit is good for the environment yeah. and for human equality. Yeah. And for people to see each other on right. a day-to-day basis. People so to see each isolated. other. And also it's great for jobs. Cause then the person who doesn't have a car, but lives in downtown LA can now get a job as a bar back in Santa Monica. Cause they don't have a car. So that Santa Monica was completely out of the way. And now there's a train that runs all the way there. They can live in a, a cheaper uh, uh, neighborhood yep. and commute into a more expensive neighborhood and work there. Yep. Like with public transit, it really is a great equalizer. And I've had, if you don't listen, listeners, if you don't listen to Hayes Davenport's podcast, uh, I think it's called the LA podcast. It's very, uh, very serious. Like it's very interesting. It's all about like local issues. And he's a big proponent of like, I would love this housing and public transit. And something I learned that due to, uh, LA being such a car city, every house, every apartment that's being built has to be built for one per apartment a parking spot. So to put a in New York, you can get cheap housing because you can put a as cheap many. housing's possible because you can put one hundred people in a skyscraper. But if you put one hundred people in a skyscraper at Hollywood and Highland, you need one hundred parking spots. A parking spot is three hundred square feet. You have to add that to your rent, and which then makes the house. That uh, makes the apartment less affordable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you people who if they didn't need cars to live, yeah. First of all, cars are expensive for poor people. Yeah, yeah. And for yeah. people who have the less money, is they're expensive for everyone. But in taxes and in Denmark, by the way, they get charged like two thousand in taxes to have a car every year. Good. I'm like, what? That's yeah. exactly. They don't have it. That's why. Right. And then I I feel like we eliminate the need for parking spaces. Then more people can live in in more city areas like New York and we have public transit. So now all of a sudden Hollywood and Highland has like 20 skyscrapers full of people mm-hmm. who can all walk around there. They don't need, they don't need spots for their cars and cars are going, they are killing us and have been killing us forever. Now and, they're killing the planet in slow motion. And like, it'd be one thing if like you did Get them to fly like you fucking said you would. Right. It'd be one thing if you crossed a barrier that I'm like, oh, snap, this is so worth it. Right. It doesn't take off. It doesn't levitate. <laughs> it doesn't float. It doesn't do any of the things that I saw in DuckTales. It doesn't do any of those things. DuckTales is a fucking liar. Get it out of here and start changing things so we have uh, a future. Because you you may have kids one day. We may or may not. But our friends are having kids. And, and <clears throat> it goes back to empathy. It's like. It's not that big of a deal. And for years, they made it sound like you'd be a dork to care. 
Well, like the generation before us, like my parents' generation, was all about giving your kid a better life than you had. It was yeah. like the kind of the blue collar mantra of like, my kid's going to go to college yeah. so that they can have a job that isn't does is not physical or does not require the kind Labor, of shit yeah. that I did as a job. Now I feel like the our generation is sort of like, okay, my kids need to have a world to live in. Like whatever, we'll find you a job. It turns out career is not everything in life, especially if the fucking world is burning all around you. So like, I feel like it's our duty too for all of us who are having kids or raising kids um, to instill into them of like, there are bigger priorities in life than you getting through college and you getting a good job and you having uh, a house and a family and a pool. Like, it's about more than just you. Beautiful sentence I heard was, uh, you cannot live alone when you live together. Right. You will, you will interject and take up space of each other. You cannot live alone and then live together. Right. You have, you have to live together. And that's crazy. Cause like the richer you are, the more cut off you are from other people, the more the bigger your property is, the further you are from the street, and the what further is your, you are from society. And then and the further you are car, from yourself, you're truly. in and out of your Bentley. You're never in like engaging with it. And you then you're all. all these people's fucking minds are fucking warped from that. And they make decisions. And I've, cause I've wrestled with it. I have friends that are getting more and more famous now. And I always kind of like, it's funny. I don't know if you're like this. Maybe you are. But when my friends start to get famous, there's part of me that's like, this is really exciting. And the other part's like. Well, you, you're like just watching your friend and you go, please choose the path of light. You know, like. <laughs> please. Like it's coming in hot and it's coming and fast. Everyone, like one in every four friends. You're like, oop. Yeah, <laughs> I guess celebrity just does this to some people. Yeah, that's what's been happening now. And, and I, I, the road of light is so funny. And I and luckily, yes, but like you, you have a sense of power and you get it. And you're kind of just like, come on, man, be good. And you, you made a good point. We believe as as activists in environment that the grassroots people do need to be the ones that are in policy positions. The one thing I would say is now I'm starting to learn that they need training. So people like us who are good at talking to people through comedic ways to navigate with them on how to get them good at it that so they can be in elected positions. Yeah. Cause they will look back and wait for their people. They're dedicated to it. Right. Everyone will always say, well, so one day they're going to be corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what fucking happens. Right. But we take some chances, but you're like, not gonna guess like, like Khaleesi, us. let's break the machine. Let's break the wheel. Khaleesi. Uh, a AOC, something I really like about her. And this is on a very small scale. There's yeah. a lot of things to like about her. She's fucking hot. No, it's like, that'd be the perfect time for me to say She's that. so beautiful. One of the things I like about her is she's a fucking gorgeous uh, piece of ass. No. You know he wishes. He <laughs> AOC wishes. was a bartender. Yeah. Like a lot of people in this country, she worked in service. Is she maybe the only person in Congress that has? Mm -hmm. That's weird. Yeah. 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 Like I love when you hear this person was a school teacher turned politician, yep. a nurse turned blank, a yep. lawyer turned blank. Like let's just like get some life experience. The fact that she just knows what it's like to live off of tips and yeah. like, uh, walk to your job and work late and be scared and all that service industry shit. Like, engage That's with people. real people. It's real people. And she has this real life experience. She's coming in. So when people are like, we don't need to raise the minimum uh, thing for waiters, Wait. they make all their money in tips. And it's like, I made my money in tips. You need something that is uh, obvious to keep track of, like all this, like taxes, all. And it's just funny to hear. And that's what I think the future is, is we need people from, the, we, Real when we talk jobs. about diverse vo voices, AOC is not only diverse in her like um, uh, ethnic makeup, or mm -hmm. is that even racist? I, no, I, don't even I think know. it's okay, ethnic yeah. makeup. But like, uh, she's not only uh, 
because she is Latina and from New York. It's also because she had a different life experience and like she's bringing that to the table. And that's someone who she's like me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot of people in politics who are like me. me right. Too. And then when you see her, you're like, the reason we sweat her so much is because she feels like she could be a friend of ours because she's been through shit. She's from New York. She, you know, she's lived in, you know, like all that and shit. And she's not, she's speaking up and she's learning how to navigate, like, and she's being bullied in a way that we all have been bullied that our whole lives to be like, just stay quiet, just fall in line. And she's like, this is not working. This doesn't work. Here's why I've been on the ground. I know what it's like. And for years, we didn't have the ability to fact check a lot of our politicians. When they came on TV for that one time that they were on TV, they would say, my great grandfather was a, a, a in a mill worker right, and right, this, right. and you just kind of believed it. Right, right. Now, now people are like... <laughs> now we get to fact check you and right. really go back and say like, okay, now we get to fact check AOC. Well, let's look at the, let's turn the camera lens on the rest. Of you. What do you mean? You all went to Yale. What do you mean? Your first internship was in like a Fortune 500 company? Or I in it, politics. In I've never worked anywhere besides college politics and then life politics. Right. It's like, that's insane. Into yeah. poli- you're into politics. You're, you're immediately in a, a massive position in your internship. Wait, you never had gate. an apartment with roommates? What the fuck? You, you never, never lived with people. You, you've yeah. never lived with people. And it's like, well, why would I? No, that's just for the lower class. We guide the lower. And it's like, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, income Holy in, shit. Yeah, income inequality is as important as racial. Well, I can't say as important. I should say it's is, also yeah. very important to just like racial and gender inequality. Like there's a lot of shit going on that we need to start like evening things out a little bit. And no one's saying you can't have a billion dollars. We're just saying you can't have 10 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you have 10, if I had $10 billion, if I had $100,000 in my bank and I heard my neighbor constantly stressed over $1,000, there would... How could you not want to help them? Yeah. So just shrink, switch that around where it's like, I've got a, I've got a billion dollars. My family's set for life with some correct investments. Maybe I don't need two billion, but maybe everyone else in the world could get, could use this extra billion somehow. And I can't speak for them, but I assume that sometimes in that situation, it's because they will eventually they feel as though if it levels out, they would get knocked down. That even though like they have that billion in the bank, there's that part of everyone's brain where it's like, if I give this away. They'll come back after me. Yeah, all people care about is their seat on the lifeboat. They don't care. Like, they don't care if there's eight empty seats next to them. They're like, if we start letting people on, will they sink? Yeah, we'll sink. And it's like, fuck that. And yeah, it's yeah, like, well, yeah. You get eight more people. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, so then you're just like, all right, I guess we have to beat the shit out of you then. <laughs> right. Here sorry. we go. <laughs> sorry. I guess we're gonna have to guillotine you in the fucking streets. <laughs> okay. So promotion stuff. I yeah, mean, sorry. Well, yeah. Where can people find you? What? What? What's? What's your social media? Sure. 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 So uh, at JC Cocole. C-O-C-C-O-L-I means to cuddle in Italiano. <laughs> and I will be in London July 1 through 12 for the London's inaugural Climate Action Week. First one ever. Hope to be invited to the second. <laughs> Hope I get to be invited back. I'll be at the Delhi Theater. And uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I take breaks nowadays. I'm not on it as frequently. Um, I'm trying to just pace myself on what I absorb so I can do a good job and what I'm focused on. Yeah, I find myself being too online. Uh Way too frequently. And yeah. this heart to heart, this close conversation we've had is perfect. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, you forget Inst- Instagram brought us together 
and now we have a human relationship, we don't need to talk online for a bit. Yeah, let's I'm do it. <laughs> well, we don't need to talk in person ever again either. Yeah, honestly, we're done here. <laughs> we see each other at a show and just kind of nod to continue on. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you up to? What are you going to plug? Oh, that's a great question. Right now, uh, you can follow me on social media at Gabris. Check out my other podcasts, uh, Action Boys and Raised by TV. And I will be on an upcoming episode of Drunk History, but they haven't gotten back to me as to what episode. But keep your eyes peeled. Also, I don't know when this episode of the podcast is coming out, so to be that timely is a little weird. But more importantly, go follow JC on all her shit. Go see her live. She's very fucking funny. I first saw her do monologues at ASCAT. And was, I mean, I've seen you do stand-up before, but closest I've ever been was, was four feet away on stage at ASCAT, and you crushed it. So <laughs> It's really great. That that show allows me to dive into new material all the time. Right. And telling from a story point of view, you're like, oh, I, me, I get to sit on a chair, smoke a little bit of hash, and watch my friends be really <laughs> smart about my life. Great. Yeah, yeah uh, we did ASCAT with Jeff Ross one time uh, in uh, South by and he didn't fully understand what the show was and he came up and he did his first thing then saw us act it all out and his first monologue was sort of jokey and then he watched us all act it all out and then he came out for his second monologue you do four when you do ASCAT he came out for his second one and kind of looked around and was like okay so if I tell you guys stories you're gonna like dive in deeper holy shit and he goes and then I saw him do his most personal material I've ever seen him do. He talked about his relationship with his sister, his first appearance on Carson and what he was going through. And then he's like, this is like therapy. Now I'm watching you guys act it out. And, it, and he's just such a talent. You watched him figure out what the premise was. Not built for a guy like Jeff Ross, a quipper. No. ASCAT is about telling stories and being honest and real. And then he fucking just, he's such a pro. He's like, oh, I see what this show requires and was one of the best um, monologists I've ever seen for three out of four monologues. Because after the first one, he was like, oh, shit. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I want you guys to do something about my sister. Literally saying shit like that. And I was like, this is really cute. <laughs> it's cute. I, and, and Jeff has always been a, a true supporter of being uh, quite genuine. So I think when, when you know, when, when stars, because to me, Jeff is a, a star, when, oh, they, when yeah. they have the opportunity to unpack in, uh, in the game of ASCAT, I highly recommend no it if you cameras, haven't seen it. No, no cameras, vulnerable, uh, yeah. small, intimate space. And if you take a breath and don't try to be a performer in that moment, but still have your edge, you can really unpack a story where you're like, damn, I haven't talked about this in ages. And then you get to watch fucking eight dumpy weirdos fucking act it out for you. <laughs> but then when it, when it clicks, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God, when it clicks, it's like, fuck, that was so worth it. <laughs> and callbacks are great. Well, thanks for coming on, JC Kakoli. Yes. That was great. <laughs> Sweat pouring down my face. I got it. I got it. Uh, for the for the listeners, I was stressed about uh, putting the uh, the emphasis emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> if I could quote Mike Myers from a trailer that I think I saw once a long time ago. Um, but follow her on all social media. Follow me, um, and let's do our part and fucking let's keep this uh, world alive. It's not going to die in our lifetime unless we get like extended lives. Um, but let's do something so it doesn't die for everybody else. Hashtag Chernobyl. Hashtag, hashtag Chernobyl. This, of course, brought to you by HBO's Chernobyl. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>